Right, we're inside episode 037 of TBC Podcast, brought to you by GRM Daily, presented by myself, Michael Payne. I'm Trudy Barry. Renee. And we, like I said, uh, well, like I say, every episode, we like to keep in tradition and we let guests introduce themselves. But this guest really needs no introduction, Gee! to be perfectly honest. But uh, in keeping with tradition, if you'd like to. I'm not sure what the uh, significance of 037 is, by the, but I think by the end, I'm going to work it all out. Yeah. Like Illuminati style. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mike Skinner. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it really needs, to be fair. Stunned silence from the crowd there. Mm. Right. Silence is good. I like your uh, I like your artworks. Is they all by by like Ruben and stuff? Not those two. No, they're f- they're by um, Paint Freaks. Yeah, oh, Paint Freaks on the artwork. Gee, got Kano, Dizzy, Gets, and Gigs. And is it always this well populated in the uh, headquarters in the trap house? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to describe it then because we might give away the location. Might do. There's a few that people might, you know, Link Up TV might run up on us or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Never. He's hoping that doesn't happen in the next in the next forty minutes. <laughs> what have you been up to? It's it, it's speaking for itself to us, but you know. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, well, uh, Tonga is kind of like the centre of 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 my universe at the moment, which is the club night that I do with uh, Merkage, who you know very well. Yep. Uh, that was really um, just a case of uh, going to Merkage and, and wondering why the hell there wasn't a Merkage in London. Because they're big in Europe, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, kind of the European stuff. And obviously Manchester. The, the, Ob- obviously, you know, the yeah. I mean, Manchester is the... The club night, Merkage. Um, and I think uh, Dave uh, probably... Well, they were basically... A, they. I don't know whether they still exist, but they were a band, weren't mm-hmm. they? And, that, yeah. and, and it was the band, I think, that was big in Europe. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, uh, but they were also a club night. Mm-hmm. I think they did pretty much disband Merkage the band. Yeah, I think they they pretty much did split up. Well, listen, you know, let's let's not make any announcements. You know, <laughs> breaking news. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was all kind of. I I, I always thought it was kind of common knowledge. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Geica's doing really well now. Yeah. So, shout out to Geica. Massive shout out to Geica. Um, you've you've had your ear to the street for years now. I, uh, yeah, I think I probably did do, and then I didn't do, and now I'm kind of trying to again. Was it a case of not doing or not doing publicly? Because obviously during the, the, the you know, the first, the early era of the streets, yeah. collaborating with everyone who was everyone in grime. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to actually give a massive um, props to Chantel Fiddy, actually. Uh, that sort of, that early... Uh, collaboratorial uh, success was a lot to do with uh, Chantel. We we um, we worked sort of together really on 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 all of you know the Kano things and the. Yeah, she did know everyone. She yeah, does. she still does. Yeah, I saw I saw a, a Skepta actually, at, yeah. um, Ali Pali. It was a really good night. She's not. She's she's got the sort of like. She's kind of got that like. 
beautiful, almost it's, it's like a sort of white Nubian thing. It's like like a sort of, uh, you know, the headscarves and the sort of, you know, but she's not lost the 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 original Chantelle. Yeah. You know, she, I mean, she pretty much offered out about three different people. Uh, you know, she, so don't don't ramp. You know, don't, <laughs> she's still old don't, school. Yeah. <laughs> she she still thinks grime is it's it's like not two thousand and one. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like don't step on my crepes. Mm-hmm. You know. She's back. She's back in the old way. <laughs> yeah. Looking for looking for that trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. You've like like we said before. You've you've echoed the kind of activity that Mike Skinner was participating in back in the day. You know, yeah. keeping your ear to the ground and yeah. plucking underground names and collaborating with them. You've done the same thing recently. Is there anyone who you're looking to work with? Can we get maybe an announcement or maybe someone that you um, are working with that no one's heard the the outcome? Oh, to, yet? to be honest, actually, the person that I'm most uh, looking to work with. Uh, is Desper Robinson actually? I right. think he's he's like one of the most impressive. But but obviously he's not an artist, not that I know of. I mean he might have a tape, you know, ready to drop. You know if, if anything goes wrong. But uh, <laughs> um, I mean all the all the I really get on with the Brummies actually. Yeah, I um I kind of fell out with all the all the Brummies that I used to know. Um, I kind of fell out with, and um. And, but I, I, I did miss, I did miss it, you know. I didn't really go back there, and I, and I missed it. And, and so, kind of hanging out with like J.K. and, you know, and those guys, um, yeah, may, mayhem and stuff. That remix is amazing. Yeah, remix is <laughs> sick. Yeah. How did that? How did that come about? Was that through sort of hanging out with the the new kids on the block, or? Yeah, I mean, really, um, we we did a record called CCTV um, with with J.K. Uh, and mayhem, obviously, uh, and um, you know, I mean, it's no different, really. You just sort of, uh, you just sort of um, build, you know, relationships. I mean, there's, there's, cons- I think music's fascinating, uh, and, and actually, grime and rap. That's, th- I think, probably the thing that I've come to love about it, in probably like my second sort of. Uh, period of like you know being involved, Grime 2.0. <laughs> uh, it's it's just how it's kind of it's kind of like politics. I mean in the, in the nicest possible way. It's it really is like like if you look at like how say like whipping excursion, you know the the uh, the level of uh, how he sort of owned the timeline. When that when he put out that record, um, you don't you don't get that without um, and it, and it's not always it's not always like people getting on, you know, because because people have these I think these they have these short periods of sort of being close, and then sort of maybe not, you know. I mean, I, I kind of I, I used to hang around with Skepta a little bit, and and I don't I haven't really seen him. Um, for ages, really. Or oh, I saw him in Amsterdam, but but um, I think you have these like relationships with, with people, you know. And there's periods when I've sort of kicked about with. I used to kick about with Dizzy a bit, you mm. know. But um, I, I haven't seen him in a while. I saw him. No, I saw him in the summer. But um, 
but I'm prob probably the closest to sort of like Kano at the moment, really. But I mean, not that I'm that close. But you kind of have these. Um, but when you add it all up, you, you uh, it, it's really like like politics, and no other form of music really has that, you know. Because um, in the middle, when I kind of wasn't involved with grime, I was basically like a, a rock band, really. You know, we were just doing festivals and. And, and um, you'd see a lot of different people at festivals, but but generally it was it was people that were signed to major labels or you know artists and bands and stuff. And they don't really. Uh, there's no need for them to. I mean, they might might hang out in a bar like on big day out or something. You know, <laughs> you know but but they don't really they don't really have they don't really have any contact with other bands. Not like rappers have to. I mean, you know, obviously rappers do features and stuff like that. Yeah, there's so much more collaboration going on in yeah. street music than there but, is but yeah. in... It's very rare that you'll see collaborations going on with, with bands. So, yeah, their yeah. relationships, I suppose, have to be either social or nothing, really. Well, yeah, and, and they... And they um, you know, I, I've seen... I've seen um, artists support other artists when I know they don't like each other. Yeah. And I think that is really evolved and, and really uh, interesting in the same way that, you know, David Cameron would have to uh, support a bill of, you know, Theresa May um, for, for other reasons than, than them giving a fuck about each other, you know? <laughs> That's mad. That's a mad analogy when you put it like that. Like, I didn't really think of the back. Yeah, I mean, I think if you say, you know, if you say politics... It's it's kind of I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean it in like a dark, like Illuminati yeah. way. I just mean it's everyone has to have a relationship, and you can't, you really can't. Um, there's very few people that have like really sort of like I want to say gone clear, but sort of you know not interested. I mean, probably the only one who's maybe completely not interested is is Dizzy um, because he's I think he's. I don't know, at some point he just decided he wasn't wasn't into it. Tiny Temper, to a certain extent as well. Maybe apart from the beef with Chip, you could say yeah, that Yeah, but I mean, he, he's got his events. I mean, he was out the other night. He was at that white party the other night, wasn't he? With, with Crypt, it, yeah. Crypt and that, yeah. That, he was at that party, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was there. Uh, he's the Yeah, I mean, he's got his disturbing events, isn't he? I mean, I've, I've seen him a few times. Yeah, of course, well, he's done many collaborations, you know, as, as sort of um, projects other than albums with a lot yeah. of underground MCs. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? Was it Junk Food? Yeah, it's Junk one? Food, yeah. Where he teamed up with pretty much everyone from yeah. the streets. Yeah. That was there. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, like six, seven say that they don't do features, do they? They, they kind of see themselves as being very independent. But, but I mean, they still, you know, they did a gigs feature, didn't they? And yeah. I just want to ask um, obviously, you said you and Keno are quite tight. Well, I mean, extent. yeah, I'm, I'm, he'd probably disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you say I've in comparison, you mean? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's probably the person that I'm. I mean, we we've obviously we kind of well, we didn't come up together, but we you know we were around. We were signed I mean, to the same you, label. You had that you know huge, I mean? huge yeah. tune as well together. Night night. Yeah. night, night, yeah, yeah. Even a remix of um, "Get Out of My House." Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna ask, how come like you didn't? Is there any reason you didn't feature on his album or anything, or? Because it's such a big album, and like you two make great music. Was there any reason? Um, did a conversation? I mean, I'm not. I, I've never really. Um, I've never called myself a rapper, really. 
Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not able to do that. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go on like Charlie Sloth or anything. You know, even, even at my, my best. You, you could dup your fire in the booth. Day, you I mean? right instrumental. Right. I, I definitely. Mike's gonna I, fire in the booth. I want to. If, <laughs> if it happens, we said it here yeah. first. Are you yeah? mad? <laughs> I, I would have. Uh, I would have definitely draked it with, you know, with the phone. <laughs> I, I, I did my phone with my phone. I got, I got a bit of uh, like flack for it. I, I, I think it. it's like I just, I don't, I don't understand why memory has to be. You know, it's no, no one's claiming to be like fucking Rain Man, freestyling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no one freestyles. It's they're written, aren't they? Really, exactly. Unless you're fucking like. Eminem or you know P- Professor Green mm-hmm. used to do those battles but so why did why sh- I've got a terrible memory I used to have to me too fucking awful <laughs> I always have to re- be reminded what episode uh, every we, we can't episode all be Jay-Z can we exactly yeah, true yeah. <laughs> um but yeah you're right you are genre defying because I wouldn't if if someone asked me if someone who didn't know who Mike Skinner was asked what you were the first thing that came to my head wouldn't have been rapper. Yeah, it's true. Definitely have just. I don't know if I would have been. I'd say an art, dope art, one of the dopest yeah. artists from England. That is an artist. Like, I would say like yeah. spoken word, but MC still because yeah, there I mean is, they were yeah. just. It's yeah. loose. It's loose. You know, yeah, but there yeah. is Can't definitely um, a method, isn't there? Yeah, and I, and I didn't really have that. I think um, uh, being around. Um, people recording stuff. There is a bit of a there's a bit of an ego thing where it's like you you kind of feel like you should be able to go to a studio and do a sixteen and then leave. And and I I mean I used to take me months and months to write songs, years you know. So, I mean, well, two Did years to write an album, but um, it would take me ages, you know. And I mean, I was no no way I'd ever be able to go to a studio and, and come out with a verse in that day and I think it's a bit of a uh, sometimes I think it's I mean um, I've never been around gigs when he writes but I, I hear that he sort of does it like one line at a time he sort he of does. spends and you, I feel like I can hear that that yeah. sort of level of quality I mean something that I find is quite similar between like your lyrics and even gigs is kind of it's more like storytelling yeah rather than just well I mean I, I used to I used to often I would start at the end Right. You know, or I'd know where I was going to end. Like a lot of great writers, like story writers do. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, the idea that um, you could ever um, do that on, on the radio or whatever, sort of, you know. Uh, it's awe-inspiring, isn't it? To know that someone could, you know, just come off with perfect rhymes. Absolutely, yeah. It's very rare. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got to give a big shout-out to Professor Green. Absolutely. I, because... Um, I've I've never seen anything like that. We, I watched him every night, pretty much. He came on tour His with jump us. Jump off days as well. And I mean, you would not have wanted to go against that. Whatever whatever genre you were in, it was. <laughs> I've never genre. seen anything like it. Shout out to the old me for <laughs> <laughs> actually for actually plucking up the courage to battle him, battle him and losing. Um, well, you lost the program. Yeah, yeah. Jump off days, man. Are you I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, man. Okay. It must have been like. The academic tracksuits days, definitely. Okay. Absolutely. The 2000 to 2004, five era, yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. I was more of sort of velour tracksuit myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Purple. Sean John. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for that Sean John drop. Um, but did, did that frustrate you 
when when you first realized that sometimes it will take you really long to come up with a verse because it when I first started writing myself I I used to write verses really quickly mm. but then at one point I think when I went solo it slowed down so sometimes yeah you're right it would take me it would take me months to write one verse or a song or something. Yeah, and then yeah. I realized that that is I'd I'd prefer to come out of a quality verse in three months than. Uh, yeah, I, I never had that. I never had that um, that ego thing. I mean, I just had a different type of ego, you know. But but no, I I just thought. Um, no, that, I mean, that's why I never I never I never you know went in the studio with anyone and did I didn't do features or anything like that yeah. but but it wasn't because I and like as you just said it wasn't because um uh, of of any sort of disrespect it was actually because I knew I couldn't I couldn't do it I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do that's that. an honest thing to do because a lot of rappers would be like nah I'm not on it like I'll just make up some excuse yeah. whereas like yeah. the honesty is the best policy so like uh, yeah I, I, I just think that um I think it's I think it's a bit of a problem personally that um that that people try to to work so quickly yeah greatness can't be rushed they say isn't it like. no unless you're jay-z <laughs> <laughs> and even he got his technique from biggie for real the non-writing without a thing in it you know yeah. I, I think actually that um not using a notepad as well is really interesting because i think people think that is a uh like a it's like oh my god not only is he amazing but he doesn't even write it down whereas i actually think well maybe that's why he's amazing and and i can't like the amount of times that i used to write a verse or a few lines that i thought were amazing that that were amazing on paper but that you just that you just can't follow once you've recorded and I think if you never actually write anything down, if you're only ever judging it by the sound of it, yeah, you're, you're actually doing away with a lot of crap that you would never have, um, you should never have spent the time see, with anyway. I see yeah, exactly kind of what true, you're yeah. saying. There's, yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many songwriters. Gee. Right. Well, <laughs> here we go. What a... Mariah. Shout out to the special feature from the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brief interlude. Mariah. <laughs> She's on fire. TV had to get in on that one, boy. <laughs> Mariah. So you think you're going to have this podcast without me, yeah? <laughs> she has to come and shut it down. <laughs> what we, so where were we? Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Did, uh, oh, yeah, the um, flow. The technique, yeah. Yeah. The technique. When it comes to non-writing MCs versus... Yeah, I mean, I just think that if you only ever judge... Yeah, I mean, there's so many songwriters, um, and not just rappers, but um, people... Where, like, if you read the words uh, on the album sleeve, uh, you think, wow, oh, they're fucking amazing. But, like, you don't get it, really, from the song. Hmm. And ultimately, I mean, I read a couple of, like, um, I used to read books about, like, country music and stuff, and, sort of, and great, great sort of country, and great lyricists and stuff, and, and it, and, um, you know, and it and it's all it's all about sort of getting it over the net. It's all about, you know, if, if you're not understood, if you don't say something simply enough, it could be amazing. But if you if the person doesn't understand it on the radio, then it's useless. I mean, most of the time, I think the answer is to just go slower. Is to just sort of um, 
don't say something different on every line. Do you think with um, rap music especially like there is kind of a need because there is so much of it coming out at such a quick pace like there is people feel a need to just do it as quickly as possible maybe not take their time yeah i mean as a as a um just as a sort stay of relevant yeah as a as a uh, a dj and a, a record label i actually think it takes longer to break a record now than than it did before the internet Right. Absolutely. Because of oversaturation, or um, yeah, I mean, just you've still got to get kids to associate sort of you know happy memories. They've got there's got to be a certain amount of parties that they've enjoyed that song, and p and kids don't have any more parties now than they did, you know, in the sixties. It's it doesn't the, the the speed that you can get it on onto the internet is irrelevant um, because it's still about how many. Good nights out. You had very true, and, and heard mm. that song, and um, and I mean, I mean, I actually, you know, p people like Bizzle, you know, he, he releases one song a year. Every yeah. February, he releases a new song, and and by the end of that year, you know that fucking song, don't <laughs> you? You fucking yeah. know that song. Whether and, you like and, it or not, <laughs> and yeah, I, I think actually, I think it's a bit of an illusion. I think actually. Um, I think you need to go slower, if anything, yeah. now. You see, with um, the Metro Brothers, have you been in contact with them, or is there any music? Or you know, I think I think he actually came to my house the other day. I don't know. but uh, <laughs> It's random, just how you, like, met yeah. them. And, yeah. Or was there just a note saying Mitchell Brother? Yeah. You couldn't <laughs> work out which one. No, it was... Um, yeah, it was... Um, the, yeah, my... Um, my wife was just like, yeah, because obviously sh she didn't know him. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny. Just imagining. Uh, yeah. Just imagining. Hi, it's Mike there. No, it's actually, it was, it was nice someone else. Can Mike it was someone else. Play. It was a long story. It was, it, but basically, um, I think, yeah, he came. To, I mean, it was it was a bit weird because obviously, um, I think uh, Tony Mitchell, not Teddy. I think Tony kind of was quite angry uh, with, you know, as any band are, you know, when it sort of doesn't happen. I think every artist, and that's part of being an artist, really, you have to think, you know, I've, I've not worked with an artist who, who didn't think they're the best artist yeah. in the world, you know, and I, and I think if they don't think that, then they're kind of at a disadvantage. Um, but But having been around for a while, you um, sadly see that actually most of them aren't the best artists in the world, you know. Um, Fair I enough. mean, that's no, that's no judgment. You know, people keep telling me, you know, how much they love the Mitchells album. You know, I loved it, obviously. Yeah, because you lot made great music. I just didn't mm. understand what, like, why it stopped or how. Well, I mean, I had we had a deal with Warners um, and we spent a lot of money, basically. And and then at one point they said we ain't spending any more money. <laughs> wow. And uh, that, that's I mean that's I think that's the um, I, I think majors are actually I've, I'm really into the majors again now actually I mean since well I mean, one of the problems actually now is that um, because of because of Skepta and JME uh, everyone thinks they can do it on their own now and and I don't I don't think even Skepta or JME would would say that they've done it all on their own. I mean, they might not have been signed, but you don't have to be signed 
to to be um to get guidance and of course you know, um but i mean there's a there's an amazing sort of there's almost like an apprenticeship scheme now which is you know which is fantastic there's a, there's a community of sort of rappers and managers and stuff that uh, you can sort of come up through uh, and 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 the majors you know when i was dealing with the majors the first time they they really did not understand uh well grime at all um but i think nowadays they're sort of they tend to plug into things you know i mean i i think they will i think they will try to acquire portals um like the link up tvs and and you know even grime daily i think um it would make a lot of sense for them to try to um work with get, them yeah because because they you know i mean we we at the moment we're doing this um cane record grim sickers and I, i'm having a great time you know i mean it um we've got like there's you know there's about 10 people on the I team i heard i heard the cane record today actually on something about cane then yeah, like, cane yeah. 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 Honda. the video is amazing i haven't even seen yeah. the video the and, video is yeah. incredible yeah sorry to cut you sorry no but but as i say i, I think that um you you can't you i mean it's it's a really it's almost a stupid thing to say but you you know you can't you can't do stuff on your own you know um you you might you might be able to put it on you might be able to get it on you know grime daily or link up tv if you know one of you guys and you might be able to make a video um but and you know it takes a long time to become like a lethal bizzle you know in your time um how did you who was your guidance, obviously, like because a lot of people look up to you. Who did oh, you mate, look up yeah, to? I mean, I um, I was actually just I was I was in LA. I got back yesterday. Um, so my manager, he's out there now. Um, mate, I mean, some of the stuff I reckon I would have done w without. So like Nick Worthington, he he's doing uh, he's doing J Hus now. He's d he does he does like Young T and Bugsy now. He just put out that um, Getz and Shaka record, which I think is fucking incredible. Yeah, very sick. You know my thing? Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. That's like my favourite tune at the moment. Yeah, shout um, out to the um, Incredibles that produced that as well. Really good yeah. mates of mine. Big okay. shout out to them. Yeah. Do you think the the majors these days were like before when people like Chip were getting signed? Yeah. Almost it felt like they were picking these artists and then they were moulding them around their image. Do you think now it's a bit more like the majors are moulding themselves around the artists? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there isn't, I don't think there's really the, um, you know, I think you have, there isn't, there isn't really, you know, there's not an MTV base anymore. Mm. There isn't, uh, it's not even, you know, I mean, what is there? There's like Jules Holland. There's not that much they can work with, you know. I mean, it has to succeed on youtube yeah. to to really get anything away mm. it has to succeed on youtube so there aren't any wash mcs yeah. succeeding on youtube really are there there's only like the big you know you know like i don't know like robbery remix or you know those are the those are the ones that do the numbers mm. um so it wouldn't be possible there's to do. Too it wouldn't too be possible. There's too many smaller outlets rather than just those like MTV. We, 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 we would we wouldn't be possible to do a, ch a chipmunk now. You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't because no one would even see it. Yeah. Um. Um. But no, they. I mean, they still. It's not like a majors thing. I think it's just a. 
it's like a club thing, I think. You know, I mean, how would you... I don't think I would understand, say, like even Robbery Remix. I don't think I would understand that record unless I played it in a club. And as soon as you play those... In it, and, I, I'm, and, and, and rap music isn't club music always. Um, but there's, there is still that thing. It's like, oh, you know, what's the chorus? You know. What, robbery? No, not robbery. Just, just, just I mean, um, just when you speak to... People at um, made. I think I think they they just they just have to understand that um, they have to just they don't follow, get the format. The, follow the culture and and, right. and plug in a bit. Yeah, they have to. Or they else can't, they can't create their own audience. They need to work with the audience. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the numbers speak for themselves. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I mean, Danao would probably be the latest sort of. I don't think there's been any other sort of acquisitions. Lately, um, but you know, Dan I mean, Danae, I would have signed Danae ages ago. Mm. I mean, I'm amazed that Danae's only just signed to a major for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it, but it always, I think, it always comes around. You know, um, these people that it seems like are he was like most underrated, wasn't he for mm. for mm. years? He's been there. He's been there since day one. He's yeah. just kind of been bubbling along under I the surface, and I feel like he's it's time. It's Danae's time. Yeah. yeah, I think rather than being underrated. I actually think he, he, he was thing. so he was he just kind of became a household name. Yeah. So people yeah. didn't people didn't go people didn't wake up and go, damn that Danao's underrated. Like I you know mm -hmm. I reckon he should be further along than he is. They just heard his yeah. tunes in clubs and thought yeah another Danao tune. Yeah, like, but he I became think, such a household name. Yeah, but but I think um, in order to sort of like I don't know go clear or, or really to to have a moment to like own the timeline. You have to have uh, a, a moment where people go, yeah, no, he's sick. We all yeah, know he's sick, absolutely. and this is the reason why. Um, I mean, the other, I mean, the other, you know, the other thing is um, is nines, you know, and like mm. road rap and stuff. Um, that was, you know, what what, um, what Caroline has has done yeah. is incredible. You know, I mean, it's exactly what any rational thinking A&R person should have done you just go okay no one is really representing the nineses and the I don't know the, the part of papers in the sort of media mm. but they they're massive you know mm. they they do millions and millions of hits on YouTube it's kind of obvious um, and so I think you'll see you're going to see that happen more. Yeah. Do you think the majors are just scared of the whole what's that form that they can't get people to perform? Six, six nine six. six. Yeah. Do you think that's one of the reasons why they're just? Well, I mean, I mean, they're not really. I mean, the 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 three sixty thing, you know, get getting money from uh, from show, you know, that doesn't really kick in really t for a while. I, I mean, a lot of those three sixty deals. The floor is like fifteen grand or ten grand wow. a show. You know, you have to really be doing well. So, um, you know, and they get a really good rate on like Spotify and stuff. So, I, I, I'm not sure that it's that really. Um, I just think that, I mean, for a very long time, I think road rap was like, well, it's only a YouTube thing. It's it's just kids that are just loading up these. You know, it's like sort of. 13-year-old kids doing these playlists and just caning off loads of um, views. Mm. But because that's the way they listen to them or something, you know. Um, 
But until someone has a success, then it's always um, going to be, um, you know. But I mean, I don't know. Um, well, I was around when um, gigs went when when gigs first went to XL. Yeah. Uh, because I did that, I did a song with him called Slow Songs. Big tune, it's one of my favourite songs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and um, we went into XL, because uh, XL contacted me. Because I think Zane, yeah, Zane played it on Radio 1 and then XL contacted me and, and I went in there. And I, I was kind of hoping to be part of that deal, but um, I was, you know, not needed really. Um, but... Uh, no, it was the the poli- it's you know it's personal with the police you know it's it's not um it's I mean I'm actually shooting a documentary at the moment with with um with Vice with okay. Noisy about um it kind of started off as being a thing about road rap so I've been interviewing a lot of people that are affected by six nine six that um we've been talking to six seven quite a bit. Can I just ask what is six nine six? It's a form that artists of a certain <laughs> ethnic persuasion, <laughs> or no, I'm joking. That's a form that, that, well, basically artists of a certain genre have right. to sign. Um, Go through checks and stuff, yeah, I believe. Yes, yeah, okay. various checks that, that, no, sorry, the promoter will have to um, sign and submit so in order to before they can live, put on a show, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that the slightly um, grey area is... Um, it's not, it's not, uh, no one knows whether, you know, for me, there's a difference between uh, rappers that sort of are violent mm. and gigs that are violent, not gigs, but, you know, yeah. shows that are violent. Um, like, I mean, really good example is if you go to Birmingham you know, people like JK have, have you know, have um, had their run-ins with with um, with the law, and their sh- but their shows are not violent in the slightest. They're, right. It's grime. It's a grime show, right? It's just a load of kids that want to mosh, basically. Actually, the, the the shows that really go off in Birmingham are like when you got these like. I mean, they're usually American bands, you know, that's sort of quite hood, but like sort of quite low, quite low level, sort of, you know, not, not, not pop. Mm. I'm really struggling to think who I'd mean, but, but um, those are the ones where, you know, the, sh- the stage gets rushed so and sort of like 20 a, um, goons run in the back door. <laughs> 20 goons are not going to run in the back door of a JK show. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, what is the 696 thing about? Is it about, do they think... Um, um, nines is gonna fucking kill someone in the dressing room, or do they think twenty goons are gonna hit the back door and rob a load of people? You know, because often it's a there's a really big gap between mm. what they're talking about. I think uh, an example that I would give would be ASAP Rocky when he was first coming up in the UK. Remember there was that. Um, whole incident in Camden when his watch Rolex, was taken yeah. off right, by yeah, yeah, yeah. violence erupted. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so I see exactly what you're saying about you know, kind of American rappers that are on the cusp of kind of yeah, that, I mean, those those rappers that be. where like only really hood people know about them when they play in Birmingham. Those are the big, the high, the high risk shows, not the like, 
you know, goonish grime guy um, from you know wherever. Um, but no, we, 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 we've been um, interviewing quite a lot of people. Can you ever remember any um, sort of hairy incidents at any of your shows? Uh, there was a night actually we did um, probably the most hairy one was um, was with was with him was with Kano uh, and my cousin. It was at the it was at the it's like the it was like a Prince's Trust thing. Jay Z was headlining. Oh, the was it Earl's uh, Court. Urban. Oh yes, of course. It was. The, it was when Jay Z. It was just before Black Album came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably two thousand and five, maybe. I was caught. Cool. I, I, I was definitely at that gig. Yeah, one hundred percent at that gig. Yeah, and Kano and my cousin and I think maybe like Getz. It's a hell of a lineup. Um, no, no, they were wandering about. I mean, this was um, this is really early days for Kano. You know, he 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 wasn't um, a celebrity really. I think Dizzy was on the bill. And uh, I mean, it, yeah, I think this, there was like a flash of like chrome, and it, and it was just. I think they ended up. I think I don't want to get Kano into trouble. Basically, someone <laughs> hit a security person because they had to get backstage. And obviously, when 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 like you know, sort of seven guys are running towards security saying we need to go backstage, they obviously are like. Well, <laughs> you know <laughs> what for? <laughs> you know, they don't know that you're supposed to be backstage, you know. Uh, but no, I mean, um, no, I mean, no, there wasn't um, really. I don't really remember any sort of. I mean, I mean, only really when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're um, when you're touring, you would. Um, you wouldn't get, you don't really get mixed up in stuff. I mean, I was quite lucky as well because I, you know, no one was going to try and um, call me out, you know, what, or apart from, you know, are you really about this drug life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then that was just an invitation for free drugs. And, right? and, and obviously, you know, if that happens. That was them trying to shot to you. <laughs> What if do that, you I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> you willing to test it? <laughs> I bet everything in your pocket. <laughs> no, I mean, if that happens to me, I'm I'm sending back. Do you know what I mean? It's like on site. <laughs> Speaking of uh, touring, uh, you 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 achieved some heights. I, I love the way that you maintain this kind of everyman working class image, but you you know you got up there you yeah know? um you must have had some crazy fans yeah i mean it was um i was i mean i was i was just saying to you man i i um i kind of don't really remember it really and not and not you know i wasn't like high all the time but um it was uh i think i mean what i like about sort of djing and doing and doing tonga and stuff is that actually it doesn't matter how big I guess some of the festival stages are quite big, but generally you're sort of like around the people. Yeah. A lot more. Um whereas um it gets to the point I mean I, I had to you know, when when I stopped doing the streets, I had to really re educate myself about music. Because I think uh the danger really is is that you just get completely 
you just get really removed. You get more and more, the stages get bigger, the people get further away. And, um, and, and you know, you start to get older, you know. And uh, that's really dangerous, I think. That was kind of um, what scared me. Uh, and, it, you know, it happens, happens to every artist. Do you think that affects the kind of music that you make? Absolutely. When you feel yeah, like you're removed absolutely. like that, you can't, you're, you're not as connected to your roots anymore. So yeah, I mean, yeah, all the, all the cliches are, uh, are exactly right. I mean, yeah. you, you know, your circle of friends. Uh, I mean, actually, if you look at sort of like Drake, yeah, obviously one of the things he's been really good at has been, and I, th I think that the whole sort of young money, cash money thing, was so important to him because because it meant that he was kind of for a very long period of time he was kind of still around like the culture and and sort of um was really able to sort of feed on what's important to people at the end of the day you're trying to make songs that that have a role in people's lives it doesn't matter how much of an artist you think you are you're 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 making like a tool you know, so if you're like, if you're making songs about like killing people and being really tough, you know, that f for like a 13 year old kid, that's like a, a um, something that they use in their life to, to, to get to school in the morning and, and you know, um, whatever. And then, and then if you're like, if you're, you know, oh, let's fucking stay up all night and do a load of gack, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, for other people, it's, it's a good Friday night, you know. And and I think um, you just get further and further away from from that, and 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 then you start talking about sort of Buddhism and patchouli oil and <laughs> how how changing um, your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how um therapeutic was is is your music for you? Like how therapeutic was you know blinding lights, like you know. Um. I mean. Uh, it was. Um, I think. When I was sort of at my best, I think um, it wasn't therapy at all. Um, it was um, really... I think you, you, have to, you have to make the music that you would want to listen to. And I think when I first came out, that was all I was trying to do. I was trying to make music that I wished was there. You know, because I was listening to rap, I didn't really understand. I actually understand a lot of a lot of like now slang a lot more than I did back then. I used to listen to those records back then, but because I'm around so many more people with Tonga and stuff, I sort of actually understand the lyrics a lot more than than when I was in the suburbs of Birmingham when I was a teenager. Um, and uh. I think as long I think if you can like knowing what you like as a DJ and as an artist is is really simple because when you when you're young everyone knows what they like but that's that's becomes more of a challenge um and so no I I mean at my best I just knew what I wanted to hear and I made it and I and uh, and I kept that I was very focused um, and I think the moment that you start seeing it as therapy, I th actually think it can sort of go a bit wrong. I just want to ask, obviously, like, 
original pirate material is like a soundtrack to a lot of people's lives. Um, I was just about to say that. Yeah, like definitely is. Um, obviously, obviously, everyone's doing these like shows of like their albums. I.e., gets done his ghetto gospel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Dizzy's done his boy in the corner. Is there anything or anything in the pipeline with the streets or? I mean, it's the 15 year anniversary of original pirate material this year, isn't it? Yeah, that it? was um, that was a couple of weeks ago. I yeah. think that was there was a I think someone did a party in Brixton somewhere. We were going to turn up actually and tell him to open the till actually. But <laughs> <laughs> Hand it all over. <laughs> how does it? How does it feel? Ten toes. Um, proving the grand does come <laughs> So nothing's happening at all with the. Uh, no, nah, I mean, um, I don't, um, I don't miss it, you know. Um, I mean, I'm lucky. I don't need the money, you know. So um, I think that's quite a bigger factor than you think, actually. I think the people yeah. want it, would want it though, like just in terms of. Yeah, I mean, mm. I wasn't, I wasn't actually at the Dizzy show. I think I probably should have been um, at the Dizzy show, but um, at the time, uh, I didn't really think it was going to really do anything for me but um I mean a lot of what people said I didn't as I say I didn't see it um and some people said that he looked like he wasn't interested and um he I I mean said, he said things that indicated he wasn't that interested as well well yeah I think he said I know this means a lot to you yeah. and at the end exactly um I mean uh I, I think that um I mean, I think that's kind of the problem, actually, is um, what you feel is often completely different to what... Um, I mean, like, you know, if you write like a... If you write a love song about, you know... Um, I mean, like, sort of dry your eyes, you know, what that means to me is, like, really just singing it every night and sort of um knowing every word inside out and um and just a lot of money you know but you come you come into contact with people that go oh yeah. you know i broke up with my girlfriend and, <laughs> you know i don't give so, a fuck <laughs> i just got i just got a prs but it's gonna make me look so damp now i was gonna say um but that, but that doesn't discount, you know. Yeah, what, no, no, I was going to say, like, how does it and, and feel likewise. Creating, creating a record? Like, I would say I listen to Stay Positive probably, probably on a bi-weekly, maybe, like, once a monthly basis, like, every single month or every two weeks, I still listen to that track since I was about 12. Well, that, actually, we never really performed that live. So, actually, that is probably... Um, I'm probably closer to the original feeling of that right. song, but I think when you sing it every night, yeah, it's so just a, almost like a road map. It's not, <laughs> it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it is it yeah. is it quite um, a strange feeling then, knowing that like songs like "Dry Your Eyes" that people have such deep connections to emotionally, yeah, I mean, it's, and then it's, you just feel kind of removed from it. Is that? Strange? I think it's important to. I think that's you know that's what makes artists that are coming up so much more powerful. To 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 the audience is that they're just so much closer to. Um, they've just got so much more in common with with the audience, and um, but I th I think you have to remember that um, 
that that you're trying, you know, the, the, or or their their emotional connection to the song is is what you're trying to do, and and not in a cynical way, um, but you're you're you have to have I think the humility to say this is a song for for them. It's it's kind of. Um, and and I think we we like to think of artists as being really sort of selfish, and and I think in a way it should be kind of convincing, you know, and it should should always come from a place of experience. But um, but yeah, it's I think you go a bit wrong. I think when you start to think that it is about you, that's when I think you it it goes a bit mad. Um, I mean, actually, probably like if you can, you know, if you compare like Kanye to Drake, you know, Drake would never, will never lose his, he'll never take his foot off that sort of sort of hood jam pedal. It's, it's you know, it's got a like because he's kind of hood not, jam. he's not really like, a, he's great. not really like a hood guy, is he? No. But he's like he can't bring himself mm. to. To, to not sort of like try and feed the streets like that. Yeah. Whereas Kanye doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he mm. will almost by accident do a banger or two. Yeah. I mean, there's loads on the new album. Um, and I think it's just like where you come from. It's interesting that you picked those two artists because I feel almost like Drake kind of makes music for other people. Yeah. Whereas Kanye more makes music for himself. Absolutely. But And I think there's there's... There's definitely good bits. I think sometimes mm. you want to just shake certain artists and go, just make something for us. <laughs> you know, I know you don't care about us, but yeah. please just make something for us. I know you mm. can do it. Yeah. And go then, Dr. And, Drake. But, but then, but yeah, but then some, but then other people. Um, but that's just what type of artist you are, mm. and there's always going to be good I points. think there's pros and cons to both. I mean, I, w I want Drake to just have a complete meltdown now and just start you know experimenting with like synthesizers in <laughs> in germany but he's never going to do that is he? he's always he's always going to go no <laughs> <laughs> um quick question before the break we'll, go, we'll have a little break and then we'll come back for a very sort of short segment after that well not even quick uh question statement i will rebox for this uh <laughs> For this occasion, are you still quite close with them as a well? As we, a we're brand? doing a party on Thursday. You are actually, you yeah. Come down. You're DJing yeah. with uh, Tonga. Yeah, right? yeah. Tonga, yeah. What was the um? You know the the because you famously did the uh, there was that instance at a festival on it where you got everyone to take a take shoe off, off their shoes off. Yeah, yeah. Was that what was that what sparked the relationship? No, I mean, um, wait, what happened? Sorry, could you give us yeah. a break? It was like the it was like the run DMC. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't really. Um, I think you know, I you know, we I did really well. Got you know, got sort of big. I mean, re actually, because um, it was the sort of the fifty cent sort of era, um, the I am campaign, and 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 really they came, they came over here. They had they had fifty cent and they had Jay Z, and they came over here and they said, well, you know, who is the equivalent? And and there wasn't. It wasn't like it was really popping. You know, there weren't any gigs or sceptres at the time. So sort of I was that guy, really. But, you know, right. bought me a house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect place to take a break. <laughs>
All right, we're back for uh, part two of episode 037 of the TBC podcast brought to you by GRM Daily. We're joined in conversation by none other than Mike Skinner. Uh, we've covered so many topics in the uh, in the first half. This is going to be the very much shorter half um, and we should probably kick it off with track of the week. Cool. Yeah? It's a good place to start as yeah, any. I'm done, I'm done. Yeah? Ladies first. Okay. Wait, okay. hold on. Explain to okay. Mike. Mike, what track of the week? Yeah, is. it's quite it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it might be more complicated. I mean, it's your favorite. <laughs> um, I was hoping it wouldn't just simply be. Track. <laughs> track. I've track used racetrack before. Your fa- yeah. Oh, have you used it before? Uh, yeah, that's the only uh, okay. track I could think of. Delete before. that, Ren. Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite? It doesn't even have to be uh, a song that came out this week or recently. Even it could literally just be a song that you've either played a lot or thought about a lot this week. Well, uh, obviously, the biggest song in my life right now is Kane. Mm-hmm. I've got to actually uh, give a give a mention to the Getz verse. Oh my God, I just heard that today. Yeah. Which I actually hadn't heard it. I'd heard about it, but I actually only heard it on Grim Sickers' uh, Instagram and I reposted it. I think that's where, that's how I heard it off your repost. Get, Getz is like... Animal. Getz is... is I mean, he—he's like the o- probably like the only one of like the first generation who hasn't had like a sort of pop career. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. pretty much all of them have have had a like a moment now, haven't they? A yeah. mainstream moment kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they—he um, did sort of make a bit of a play for that back in the day when everyone else was, but he d- he never really. Um, He's so well. I mean, if you speak to like Austin at Spotify, he's like gets his is probably the most sort of popular. If, you know, if obviously not um, not counting like the Storms out of all of the people that haven't sort of like really gone clear. You know, so there's that, and obviously no my ting as well. Second, oh, yeah. ver- second verse on that is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Um. Oh, oh wait, no, 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 no. Ladies first, like yeah, I said. Go on, go on. Okay, okay. Um, okay, yeah, purely because it turned 14, the album turned 14 yesterday, has to be a 50 cent track. Uh, many men. Wow. Many, yeah. many, many men. Wish, Wish death, death upon me. Oh, I'm going to get something to eat, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, that's my track. You'll have to go next, Ren, because I can't think of one right now. I'm on... <laughs> Proper brought it up as well. I'm gonna go for it's an old school tune it's by a group called ABC from the eighties called Broken Arrow. Oh, I love that yeah. track. Uh, that's my track. Sure yeah, li- you, you did. You, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a disco nah, it's a track. Si- basically, the long story short, yeah, I discovered them like New Year's Eve, innit? I was at home watching the Jules Holland thing, like, and they come on, and I was like, this is a vibe, and then they come on again, and I was like, yeah, and then yeah, I just been digging through the crates and come up on that and that's yeah. a bad man song big tune yeah, yeah man that's my song ABC Broken Arrow whoo um <laughs> <laughs> shit son damn son ah uh, Bernie you got one <laughs> yeah yeah mine's uh we come here because Gee. I'm such a fanboy but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the stars align <laughs> actually no do you know what yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Above the Clouds by Gangsta. Jeez. Yeah, that's going to be the track of the week, yeah. Old Inspired school. by my brethren, uh, Odin, who just flew to um, 
to Hawaii and then he posted what? that obligatory above the clouds with the wing in photo. And then he and he kind of made a reference to the track and then it kind of got me listening to the song. So yeah, Above the Clouds by Gangsta, I'm going to go with. Nice. I was I was just listening this morning to, the, have you heard the Scott Storch Drink Champs? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. absolute chaos. Yeah, yeah. But um, it got me thinking because I love how Noriega just is so honest. About <laughs> stuff. He's the best. But He's like, the best. When I was um, when I was younger, you know, obviously it wasn't it wasn't cool to do drugs in rap. Really, mm. was it? It was cool to be the dealer, as we were just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was just I'm just wondering whether uh, whether you're going to admit to a massive ecstasy habit back in. <laughs> well, why would you like we become heroes? Yeah, two, two, two and six, so, so you got a massive ecstasy habit now, then? <laughs> no, it is. Right I'll be honest with you. I don't think about drugs. It's when, like, when you're talking about, uh, like, yeah, the nostalgia feeling, and when you're talking about what, that my life, of ecstasy. Nah, when he says my life's moved on from that crowd and like the raving and like you're in the toilets, European Dave, like he always gets someone. All right, mate. Hey. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was around. I mean, it, when when I came up, it was like like Ja Rule was talking about X and stuff. But it yeah. it really and it was and you'd go to America and those guys were getting pretty waved. But like it hadn't, it didn't doesn't wasn't really like. I'm mean, obviously um, Wiley admitted to quite a lot of stuff on his on his not for radio, um, but. That was that's like quite out of sort of character, really, isn't mm. it? For, for the yeah, genre. you're right. Even with drugs like ecstasy, like club drugs like that, it was you know Jay Z used to rap about women doing it. Yeah, it was kind yeah, of yeah. the thing that males kind of a fat Joe rapped about it. I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it was cool for like women to do it, and yeah. then I think it thinking it's trickled into but there's men a, thinking yeah. it's there's acceptable. A lot, there's a lot of gurning happening in visions. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Morgan Freeman I was know. in there. The other <laughs> Big him up, Morgan. Morgan Freeman, <laughs> trust me. Just to emphasize on the gun. <laughs> um, I, I was, oh, what was I going to, I was going to mention Blinded by the Lights again for some reason, which I incorrectly called Blinding Lights earlier on. I apologize for that. I know how people feel about titles. I know how I feel. We'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about it outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, on I was, was going to mention it. It was, um, no, it was, it was, I was going to actually just admit that we were listening to that song before you came yeah. in. And it did actually work in kind of, people were kind of talking and con conversating and con conversing, sorry, and, and, and milling about and stuff. And, um, and that song actually worked in just kind of subduing people and, People. It's a big song. Yeah. Was it that that track was in Cadulthood, wasn't it? Or was that Stay Positive? Yeah, and that was funny. Um uh it's like the Oxford Street bit. It's it's that um, alleyway Trigger bit. just walking down the street and he's having yeah. like a No, but the moment. other I mean when when that, we um we got um contacted by them when they were making the film. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, they want to use uh your music in this film. Didn't you know, didn't obviously this is before Yeah before it came out and I remember going to a screening uh, with like my friend to be like, all right well, let's see what this film's all about and uh, and obviously it's pretty full-on film isn't it mm. and uh, I remember they were like yeah we've, we we want to use blinded by the lights and stay positive I was like so we're watching this film and then it all goes a bit pear-shaped for that girl doesn't it and then yeah she ends up hanging herself and uh, and and at that point stay positive came on 
And I'd never, I'd never uh, seen someone dangling from a ceiling to the sound of my music before. Mm. It was quite shocking. That must have been an <laughs> insane feeling to have. And did, yeah. did you say you're watching this in? You saw a screening. Yeah, so, so you're yeah, they, watching this in a cinema. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, oh rah. But um, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was such, such an entertaining film that we yeah. uh, we had to sign off on it. Started a genre it. as well. <laughs> mm. Did you hear Bashy's one? Oh, yeah. like piercing through the silence. Have you heard Bashy's blinding by the lights on the Chopper Chop mixtape? His version was quite done quite well. I, like, that I, when was, was that? When was like that? 2006, seven times. I'm really enjoying looking at his Instagram, actually. It's really interesting, yeah, isn't it? Check his blinding by the lights if you haven't heard okay. He's done a cover of it. It's pretty sick. Like, yeah, I mean, there's been a few. There's been a few. Who's your favourite, if you know, that comes to mind? Uh, God, I mean, um, I, I didn't... Didn't Chip do a Has It Come To This? Yeah. Did he do a Has It yeah, Come him, To No, this? him, the double done one. That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 I like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm not the best judge of that sort of stuff, really. Do you feel, are you like one of those people that want to take it down because they've used your beat and like, oh. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I th- I've always been, even though I said that when those people had that party, I wanted to go down and tell them to <laughs> open the till. I think actually I've I've always felt like the more that people sort of want to use it the the better for everyone well certainly better for me you know um I mean I got I got sued by Paul McCartney once Are for, you serious for uh supposedly ripping off a Beatles song but um but they were pretty nice about it in the end <laughs> how did that work out well, they they made a point that um, one of my songs was quite similar to theirs, and then and then they had they had all these like musicologists, and it got to the point where it was pretty bad, really. They 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 would have been able to get us to um, take it down, which would have been a disaster. What song was it? Um, so it was never went to church. Okay. Uh, which was off the third album, and it would have been a disaster. It would have meant that the the album would have had to have been removed from the shops. But they sort of made their point. I think, and then um, didn't take it any further, which is great. Does um, did, did, does Michael Jackson still own the Beatles publishing, or Michael Jackson's estate, or? Yeah, I don't know actually. I yeah. don't know because they just recently put Beatles up on all the streaming platforms, didn't they? Which it yeah. wasn't before. But wasn't that down to a spat between their label and Apple rather than publishing? If you get what I'm saying. Oh uh, well, I mean, I think they they they've always they've always tried to to not. They've never been early on stuff. They've never like with, with anything with anything with the Beatles. They were always late to Well, I think that's just the way that they're just very. They can of, be right. I yeah, they can easy to does it really. For it. Yeah. Is there anyone in this current era that you haven't worked with that you want to work with or that you haven't reached? Yeah, out I mean, to? Ev- I mean, ev- you know, ev- everyone. Um, I mean, I haven't really. I mean, apart from like the old guys, I haven't really worked with that many people. Um, but uh, God, I mean, um, I mean, I, I, re- I mean, I really like nines, you know. Uh, but I mean, I've, 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 but because I've always been um, a bit of an outsider, I've never really like thought that it would necessarily work you know me i mean actually the gigs the gig songs slow songs that was a very strange experience because at that time obviously gigs 
I was um I was on Instagram this morning and Seabiz uh, did an Instagram live thing and I and I was watching his live Instagram and you the can't avoid those things can you Yeah but the fucking comment the comments which is fucking mad like just so <laughs> just like yeah fucking hell like just the uh, I think when you get those like really street guys and Giggs was obviously that guy early on just the the sort of like you know like remember when like Nines had that photo with Sam Smith and just like the comp look the, the sort of homophobia mm. and stuff was just like eye watering, yeah. I you even know. saw some on um on well Giggs posted a photo with uh Eubank Jr. didn't he? Yeah, I see and there that. were even some homophobic um comments thrown into the pot. No yeah. way. Serious? Yeah, yeah. What did you see? I wasn't even aware of the guy's sexuality previously. Who is yeah, Chris Eubank Jr. Jr.? That's what I'm saying. I don't know, but like right, more yeah, than yeah, three yeah. people said it in the yeah. comments. I was thinking, well, it must well, be true. Nah, I can't believe really, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't. When, but... when did that become a thing? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, we've discussed it before on on this very show, like. Internet comments are where humour and morality go to die. Yeah, but I do think with the really street guys, it's like it's it's like almost like a window into like oh, actually, like this is there's some fucked up shit going on here. You yeah. know what I mean? This yeah. this is that. And um and so when I did that uh, slow songs with gigs, it was like there were only two kinds of comments yeah. on that video. It was street guys, and then it was like streets. Fans, yeah, you know, yeah. mind the pun. <laughs> that, that could be one of your Instagram. <laughs> one of the puns, yeah, one of his <laughs> captions. You should, you should have that one. That's, <laughs> That's yours. Yeah, we, we could talk about a royalty rate. Money <laughs> um, you don't get sued now, Mike. <laughs> Paul McCartney comes for us. You, 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 you must have like a, you must have an agency now for, for you know, like surely the the amount of uh, likes you get, you know. <laughs> don't you? Afraid not, not yet. But maybe after this. Yeah, yeah. Now that you've co-signed me. I might hire you to write my Instagram captions in the future. As long as hire is the operative word. What <laughs> <laughs> about the money? I was gonna, the most important question I have about slow songs is um, where the hell did you get that fly-ass jumper that you were wearing in the video, man? I'm, I'm glad you said that, actually. That jumper was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the video was cold I think, as well. um, I think like, when you're young and like, you're, you're like, doing well, I think you sort of owe it to yourself and people to wear terrible clothes, don't no, you? No, really? that jumper was like, just. But silly. I, I, I'm glad. I'm. Thank you for saying that because I, that's probably one of the most regretful articles of clothing I've ever. Uh, <laughs> you, you still own it? It's, nah, nah. I don't know where it is. No, seriously, where, where did you get it from? That. It wasn't it. Um, no, it was, I'm pretty sure it was like money. It was like the early days of money. I think right. it was. Yeah, I mean, it was like that sort of De La Soul sort of like coogie almost. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Yeah, no, that was actually that was a that was a pretty mad day. Actually, talking about um, when we were talking about like sort of peak times. Yeah, <laughs> well, that video not, not to slip in the name of my podcast here, you know. Yeah. But a uh, little plug there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, that uh, that that video was was pretty mad. Where did you shoot it? Did you shoot so it? So we shot that video in Edmonton, mm. and uh, obviously uh, there was a thing. Uh, obviously. Uh, Gigs at that point had, I think he'd done a track with Skepta, uh, and it was a real education in, but uh, basically like a, lo a load of people came down, and they sort of uh, weren't happy that we were there. Are you serious? Or uh, on like 
No, this is yeah. This is. I mean, this is probably yeah. It's probably uh, the most scared I've ever been wow. in in rap. You know, in my sort of experience of rap. Yeah, it was. But nothing happened. But it was like uh, pretty scary. It was a and, and actually, actually, what I learned was just how uh, amazing gigs is. Uh, in I mean, just um, I mean, they. It seemed like they ended up being pretty good friends. I mean, he went. He went out there. He's like rapping with them and stuff. I mean, I think obviously, you know, his brother was there and stuff. So um, I think there was just things that were understood. We get that. We get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, see your verse. How long did it take? for you to like write it and how did the did you record it together or was it separate did he send it to you how, how was it constructed the track S say that again how was the track constructed Were you in the slow songs together? yeah I mean um, I did the beat again Chantel uh, was the plug always was the plug uh, and uh, I mean obviously everyone was lis listening to talking the hardest and stuff uh, on like, I mean, that's like a national anthem, isn't it? I mean, it that's really literally, is. I know that guy yeah. said that. I've heard that played in some of the most unlikely parties, you know. I was literally in the um, Freemasons temple one time. Long story. Long story. And that song came on. I'm just going to leave that there, basically. That song gets played absolutely everywhere. No, it was... Um, no, yeah, I mean, really, um, I think I probably did the hook. Okay. Um, and the beat and sent it to... Um, so Chantel um, sent it to him, and um, he ended up doing his thing on it, and and then. Uh, Is that your voice that you sampled? Yeah, that's me the... sort of singing it, the auto tune yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it was. I mean, it's kind of. Um, that's yeah. That's the way it should happen, isn't it? Really. Um, but I mean, I was just so lucky to really um, be involved. Uh, then you know. Um, yeah, make a memorable song out of it as well, because that song really is for me a, a highlight uh, of Giggs's career mm. and, and yours as well. You know, it's a it's a brilliant song. It resonates as well what you're saying and Absolutely. stuff. Like it's just like one of another classic, I yeah. guess. <laughs> he kind of, he 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 was a game changer. You know that that song. You know it, it was so slow, but it wasn't awkwardly slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Giggs had this way about saying things really re in a really considered manner, but yeah, yeah. not making it like you know waving. preachy kind of thing. Yeah. Well, not even preachy, but just awkwardly slow. You yeah. know, sometimes you can lose the rhythm of a song if it's. But he had, he you know there was this way, and he, and your verse on that as well, man. Thank like you. That was, yeah. I think Rocket, that was. The, do, do you feel like that was the closest to rap that you came? That was the closest to retirement I came. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the swell, was it? <laughs> no, I mean it was. Uh, I mean it literally was the nail in the coffin. If I'm honest, that was literally. Uh, I was. I'd already kind of decided to do other things, but that was really the end for me. I, I've yeah. I've, you I'm, I'm glad. Like that, I'm glad that you like it. But I kind of feel. I feel like what I was doing was so different to what where I was coming from was so different from where gigs was coming. And at that time, you know, our, our audiences were so different. Um, it I actually. Um, it was quite upsetting. Yeah. The experience of that, you know, and so I'm really glad that you like it because no, I, I feel really like it was a bit do. of a leap at the time, you know what I mean? It, it was, um, 
and I, 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 and I, I probably, if you ask Giggs, he'd be, he would say, well, actually, it was, it was the first thing that really helped him become more than just, you know, like a, a road rap guy, you know, or the guy who invented road rap, pretty much. Um, so yeah, but um, but no, it was it was. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I just yeah, I was just like whatever. I'm damn. It's, it's, yeah. it's really Drop, interesting. Drops mic. <laughs> no, I'm just, I suppose I'm just quite disappointed that you don't see it as like a a swan song rather than like the, the fact that you uh, well you're helping nail in the coffin. Is yeah, no, that's, that's what it was at the time, definitely. Yeah, Come on, yeah. did you hear what he said? He's in North London trying to film a video with gigs and like. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the, wasn't the, it was, it was a pretty hot experience, the video, but um, that wasn't nothing to do with it. That was, I swear. that was the just, song itself. That was just lads. Yeah, it was, it was more like, yeah, the song, and I just felt like I'm just too old for this now. Oh, I get you. Yeah, I mean, because you get when you get that sort of young generation coming through they don't give a fuck do they it's just like and, and, and rap is I feel I feel you know I'm, I think most musicians are sensitive people they're the most sensitive people in their you know in their area you know yeah. um, it doesn't matter who you it doesn't matter how tough you are your lyrics are I, th I think uh, you have to be quite sensitive to be um to be a musician and just the stuff when you're a rapper the stuff that comes out comes at you is terrifying you know yeah no i, I, I when, when yeah when when you're like a street guy like yeah that. yeah but i even, guess if you're a street guy not, then you can handle it even when you're not i suppose people kind of assume that you're tough because you're rapping yeah because there is so much like machismo involved in it anyway even yeah because it's all about being the best and yeah as an mc i, I think that the culture among many mcs is about being the best i, I know obviously there are others that just want to be a scribe you know and, and yeah and, and have output but you know i'd say the lion's share of mcs regard it's like you were saying before regard themselves as the best yeah um, but so it's then the but stuff it's, that you've but, got but, to take but we both but we both know it's so much more personal than that. Yeah. The, the comments that that get written on, yeah. on like you know YouTube and stuff. It's so. Per I mean, even actually, you know. Um, I mean, s some of it as well is like just like talking about like open cases and stuff. Mm. You know, f like there's like sort of drill guys or whatever. It's like they're talking about like cases that are going to court and stuff, and yeah. it's just like it's madness. It's fucking mad. <laughs> No, I mean, indie bands don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only, the only band that would ever would have kept caught a case was that Lost Profits one, in there, But that was Gee. for completely different, oh, different reasons. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think I'll take the road cases anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the cases the bands get, boy. But I think that probably is a is a appropriate place to end this one. Yeah, that's, that, that'll be a... That'd be a nail in the coffin for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's my podcast career over now, and I'm glad you're all here to witness it. Um, no, seriously, thank you so much for coming through. Thanks Mag. for having it's me, been man. An yeah, amazing yeah. experience, Mike. And um, yeah, this this has to be now my favourite episode ever. Wow, yeah. 037. Yes. 037. gang. Round of applause for Mike Skinner. Legend, big him up. Thank you for coming again. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you for having me. Cool.